Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to the Dion Gordon Podcast. I am your host, the connoisseur of common sense, the purveyor of authenticity, and the man who calls everything right down the middle. Dion, Tyree, and Gordon, enough of the bullshit. Let's get to work. Trey Lance, grand opening, grand closing, the end of an era as of last Friday. Trey Lance, the man selected number three in the 2021 NFL Draft by my beloved San Francisco 49ers at one point in time the future of the franchise seemed destined to be the face of the organization for at least the next 10 to 15 years and we only got three and it all happened so fast too I mean it seemed like yesterday I get the notification on my phone the 49ers have traded three first round draft picks to move up to the number three spots in the 2021 NFL Draft. It seemed like yesterday I'm watching the draft and Commissioner Goodell comes out to announce with the third pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Trey Lance, quarterback, North Dakota State University. It seemed like just a minute ago I was making numerous podcasts where I proclaimed that Trey Lance was going to be the man, the next great 49er quarterback, Y.A. Tittle, John Brody, Joe Montana, Steve Young, Jeff Garcia, Colin Kaepernick, Trey Lance. I vividly remember the very first touchdown pass preseason against Kansas City, Trent Shurfield, a 65-yard laser launched from the right arm of Trey Lance, rolling to his left, throwing across his body, throwing across the middle of the field on a rope, a dime, a perfect, beautifully thrown pass. This pass was like Holly Berry in the movie Boomerang, just absolutely perfect. And that seemed, it appeared at that time, okay, we got our guy. We got our version of Patrick Mahomes. We have a dual-threat, dynamic, scintillating, awe-inspiring quarterback that can make things happen. We got a guy that can put together highlight reel throws and lead the 49ers to victories. Instead of being a passenger, he can drive the bus. Jimmy Garoppolo was Rosa Parks. He sat at the back of the bus. Trey Lance was driving the bus, or at least it seemed like he could. It seemed like the ability was there. The athleticism on full display, it looked like we finally got our dude off of one throw. And off of, you know, watching the college tape, albeit against lesser competition, inferior football players, FCS level, North Dakota State. For those who don't know, North Dakota State is like Alabama and Georgia combined on that level of football. Like They are clearly, leaps and bounds, unequivocally, the best football team on that level of college football. But nonetheless, seeing Trey's physical traits, seeing Trey's ability, the arm, the legs, the way he looked, being black, I said this on the previous podcast. Yeah, I don't I don't mind saying this. I rooted for him because he's one of ours. All right. He's mixed, he's biracial, but still he's half he's half black. That's close enough. I'll take that. He's one of ours. It's a brother playing quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. That's a beautiful thing. 
I enjoy that. I root for my own people. I say that unapologetically. I root for my own people. I was rooting for Trey Lance partly because he's one of ours. He's one of mine. He's black. He's a black quarterback. I root for all the all the black quarterbacks in the NFL. Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Teddy Bridgewater. Doesn't matter who it is, a starter, a guy on the bench. I'm rooting for all the brothers calling plays under center, especially one that played for my favorite football team. It seemed like Trey was going to be the guy, the future, the face of the franchise. They even had a plan set up. Well, at least they thought they did. But initially, the plan was Trey is going to redshirt 2021. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play the entire season. Trey is going to sit on the bench and learn and develop. He's a raw quarterback. Only 420 pass attempts since 2019 in college at North Dakota State. He played one real season of football, and that's the problem. Talented guy, great athlete, inexperienced. Hasn't done this that much. Has not played that much football. Has not played that much quarterback. Simply inexperienced, raw, green as a pepper tree. At times, appeared to be more confused than a homeless man on house arrest. Admittedly, honestly, just being 100% transparent and forthcoming. Not always appeared to be equipped to play that position on this level of football. But we knew this. The organization knew this. The fan base knew this. Anybody and everybody should have seen this. The physical tools, yes. The reps, the experience, the comfort level. Playing football, playing that position, the most important position in sports. Not always there. Because he simply hasn't done it enough. But but the plan, going back to 2021, was sit for a year and watch Jimmy Garoppolo play. Copy and paste what Kansas City did in 2017. Alex Smith, former 49er quarterback, now at at this point in 2017, quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, he's going to play the entire season. Patrick Mahomes, who Kansas City selected number 10 overall in that 2017 draft. Oh, by the way, The 49ers had the third pick in that draft, and Kyle Shanahan, the boy wonder, the football savant, the evil genius, the smartest guy in the room, just ask him, decided, you know what, I don't don't need to scout Patrick Mahomes. Nah, bro, I'm good. I'm going to take C.J. Beathard in the third round, and then I'm going to wait for Kirk Cousins. I don't need Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to wait for Kirk Cousins, except Kirk Cousins never came to the Bay Area. He's in Minnesota, and the 49ers, seven years later, still do not have a clear-cut, defined, legitimate franchise quarterback. We'll get to that later. But staying on Trey Lance, the plan was sit for a year, develop, watch Jimmy Garoppolo play, which when you think about it, when you say it out loud, is that really a good plan? What kind of bad habits is Trey going to pick up watching Lee Harvey Garoppolo, Jimmy Wilkes Booth, overrated Trevor Simeon, Jacoby Brissett with privilege. What kind of bad habits is Jimmy Garoppolo going to teach Trey Lance how to fumble snaps? Maybe Jimmy can teach Trey how to voluntarily walk out the back of the end zone. Or better yet, maybe Jimmy can show Trey Lance the nuances 
of somehow getting a false start on a quarterback sneak. It takes a lot of skill to do that. You got to earn that. You know, that's not something you learn overnight. You got to work on that. You got to develop that. How in the fuck do you somehow get a false start on a quarterback sneak? Jimmy Garoppolo did that a couple of times because Jimmy Garoppolo has skill and talent for doing insane, ridiculous, nonsensical things on a football field. And maybe, just maybe, if Trey Lance pays close attention, he can be mentored by Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy can take Trey under his wing, and Jimmy can show Trey how to overthrow receivers on post routes, wheel routes, corner routes, anything more than 20 yards down the field. Maybe Jimmy can sit Trey down and show him the correct and proper technique in throwing what is known as a hospital ball. Now, some of you might be asking, Dion, what is a hospital ball? I never heard that before. Well, I'm always here to help. The definition of a hospital ball is a grossly inaccurate pass over the middle, which then requires the intended pass receiver to courageously risk life and limb and try to catch this pass that I guess was intended for Giannis Antetokounmpo because it was thrown seven feet over my fucking head. That is the definition of a hospital ball, and who better to teach this intricate skill than Professor James Richard Garoppolo, the author of The Hospital Ball. Getting back to young Trey Lance, the plan to sit the entire 2021 season behind Jimmy Garoppolo. To me, that plan made no sense in the first place. Made no sense at all. Not only because what kind of teacher is Jimmy Garoppolo? Like I said, what kind of bad habits are you going to pick up from Jimmy? But Despite what I say about Jimmy, he's a popular guy. He's a polarizing athlete. Some people like him. Some people love him. Some people like me think he's the most overrated quarterback they've ever seen and think he deserves very little credit for the 49ers' success from 2019 to 2022. And I find it offensive when people say he took us to the Super Bowl. That simply did not happen. The running game and defense took the 49ers to the Super Bowl, and when we needed Jimmy Garoppolo the most, he didn't show up. He wasn't there. He shit the bed. But anyway, getting back to Trey, sitting for a year behind Garoppolo, a popular quarterback. Half the locker room loves him. The fan base loves him. You bring in Trey, have him sit for a year. The 49ers get to the NFC Championship game in 2021. They lose once again, come up short. Garoppolo awful in the fourth quarter. They blow a 10-point lead. But you still made it that far. You still got to the NFC Championship game. And because of that, all the fans, well, the majority of the fans, about 75-80% of the fans and the media, the national media, all say that how can you get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo? He just took you to the NFC Championship game. I know you guys invested a lot of draft capital to move up and get Trey Lance, but you can't just hand him the keys to the Ferrari just yet. You can't just give him the organization right now. Jimmy Garoppolo just took you to the NFC Championship game. If you move off of Jimmy after 2020 when the 49ers went 6-10, and after that abysmal COVID pandemic coronavirus season from hell in 2020, if you move off of Jimmy after a 6-10 and 10 campaign 
where he only played six games and had seven touchdowns and five picks, it's a lot more palatable and easier for people to digest. They can handle that better. They can say, well, we had a losing season last year. Jimmy once again couldn't stay healthy. That's why they drafted, that's part of the reason why they drafted Trey Lance in the first place because they got tired of Jimmy missing games. That was really the biggest reason. Jimmy was unreliable. You couldn't depend on him. With Garoppolo, you just never knew if he was going to be able to show up for work on that particular game day, Sunday, Monday, Thursday, whatever the day might be. You never had confidence in Garoppolo being able to show up for work every week. Now, another issue that Trey had, speaking of, speaking of injuries, Trey had a finger injury in the preseason of 2021. He hurt his uh, index finger on his throwing hand in a preseason game against the, the Raiders, the Oakland, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, west of the Mississippi Raiders, wherever the fuck they play at. But Lance hurt his finger in that game against the Raiders. They were doing that whole two-quarterback duel, whatever. You know, Jimmy and Trey would alternate series or plays on the same series. They were doing that in that game. But that was the game where Trey hurt himself, and that finger injury really set him back and altered his throwing ability, severely hampered his accuracy. I mean, he says that himself. Like he was not the same quarterback. It took a while. It took about a year to really get back on track. Uh, but post-finger injury, 2021's over with. Now we go into the offseason between 2021 and 2022. Now – it's become clear they're going to finally get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. At least they're going to try to. They tried to trade him to several different teams, Washington, Indianapolis, Carolina. A lot of teams were in the mix. Unfortunately, Jimmy had just come off shoulder and thumb surgery during the, during the offseason and could not even throw a football for about four months. So that severely complicated things on the 49ers' end. You're trying to move a quarterback who currently at that time could not physically throw a football. So it makes it problematic whenever you're trying to trade a quarterback who can't even do his job. The number one job description of a quarterback is throwing a football. Jimmy Garoppolo physically couldn't do that. So he's kind of hanging around and lingering around the football team, but Kyle Shanahan made it known, made it clear to the public that Trey Lance is going to be the starting quarterback going forward for the 2022 NFL football season. But Jimmy Garoppolo is still there. He's on a practice field separate from the rest of the football team, but on the main field taking first-team reps as quarterback number one is Trey Lance. The keys to the Ferrari have been given to the young quarterback from North Dakota State. You invested all that draft capital to get him, and now here he is. He's on center stage. He is the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Whether 70% of the fan base likes it or not, whether half the locker room likes it or not, he is clearly number one, at least at that time he was. The season starts. Garoppolo is still technically on the football team. He is now the backup quarterback for the 49ers. They still cannot find a deal to get rid of him. They're trying to get back legitimate, fair compensation for him, at least a second or third round pick. Nobody was talking about that. So Garoppolo is still there. We begin this season 
2022 in Chicago in a monsoon, torrential downpours. It looks like that scene from Forrest Gump when he's in Vietnam. It's raining sideways, vertically, horizontally, from the ground. It's raining in every possible direction. The field is covered in shit, just, just mud, just slop everywhere. Not, not the most ideal conditions to be playing football in as a quarterback, to throw a football, not the best conditions. Trey Lance in that game struggled, and the 49ers lost. But you say, you know what? That was week one, bad what inclement weather, not a great situation. So we're going to bypass that. We're going to give Trey a mulligan on that one, okay? Week two was at home, good weather. Let's see what he does now. First quarter of the game. He leads a scoring drive on the first drive, on the second drive, on the second series of the game. The play call is a read option. You can either keep it or you can give it to the running back. Trey on this play decides to keep it and carries the football up the middle and he gets tackled by about two guys. His right leg gets rolled up on. He's injured. He's not getting up. He's on the ground. He's in pain. What is going on? What the fuck is happening right now? It looks bad. We got to bring a cart out here. They put the air cast on his leg. They take him off the field. And right then and there, Trey Lance's career as the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers ended that day. Broken ankle, out for the rest of the season. It required two surgeries to fix. And... Life in the NFL dictates that life goes on, whether you're injured or not. Whether one guy is hurt or not, it doesn't matter. The season continues. Life goes on. The 49ers continue playing football games. Jimmy Garoppolo comes in off the bench and leads the 49ers to a 27-7 victory that day against the hated rival Seattle Seahawks. And he plays the majority of the season up until about early December where he gets hurt. He has a broken foot. He's gone for the rest of the season now. Here comes Brock Purdy, the third-string quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant, pick number 262 in the 2022 NFL Draft. Brock Purdy comes in and plays lights-out football. He's awesome. He's outstanding. Seven games of dynamic football from the quarterback of the 49ers, something we have not seen in a long time. Brock Purdy comes in, all of a sudden the offense has life and vigor and energy. There's a pulse, there's energy to the 49er offense. We can make big plays now, explosive plays, averaging over 30 a game. Now it helps when you're surrounded by a litany of playmakers, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Kyle Juszczyk, Juwan Jennings. Elijah Mitchell, so on and so forth. It helps when you're surrounded by that caliber of a supporting cast, a plethora of weapons at your disposal, but give Brock Purdy credit. To come in as a third-string quarterback for a team making a playoff run, for a team with clear Super Bowl aspirations, to come in off the bench as the third quarterback and not only keep the ship afloat, but thrive and prosper and be successful and play at a high-level productive football from Brock Purdy. The Attitude Era, Brock Lesnar, Brock Purdy, whatever you want to call him. He was awesome, scintillating, super sensational, as Dick Vitale might say. He comes in. He plays incredible. 
the Niners get all the way to the NFC Championship game against the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia. Brock Purdy gets hurt in that game. Torn UCL on his throwing elbow out for the rest of the game. Josh Johnson comes in. The well-traveled Josh Johnson. I would love to know how many Delta Sky Miles Josh Johnson has on his Delta Rewards Advantage card. This guy's played for about 15 different teams. His rookie season was 1920 for the Akron Pros. He's been everywhere. He played. I'm not even. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even. I'm not even being hyperbolic in saying this. He's played for about 15 different football teams in the NFL. He comes in off the bench, fourth string quarterback. Listen, I had no expectations for him. A lot of 49er fans hate Josh Johnson. I don't know why. What did you really expect in that situation? He shouldn't. He should not have even been out there to begin with. We ran through four different quarterbacks. He got hurt in that game. A concussion took him out. Now the 49ers are playing. They're relegated to playing with Christian McCaffrey or Kyle Juszczyk, a quarterback. Brock Purdy tried to come back in. He physically could not throw a football outside of a five-yard screen pass. And even that looked crazy. So the Niners lose the NFC Championship to the Philadelphia Eagles. Don't ask me what the final score was. I cut that shit off in the third quarter. But they lost the game. And now we go into the offseason for 2022. And now we got competition. It's not about Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. Because now Jimmy is clearly out the picture. Now it's about Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. Or so we thought. Enter into the picture. Sam Darnold. Seeing ghost Sam Darnold, Sixth Sense Sam Darnold, I see dead people Sam Darnold. He is signed by the 49ers to a very profitable and lucrative backup quarterback contract. A very friendly contract for Sam Darnold, which raised a lot of eyebrows, mine in particular, because I'm looking at the terms and conditions of his contract. One year, four and a half million dollar contract for Sam Darnold, for seeing go Sam. And I'm thinking to myself, that's not really, you know, he's going to be the backup quarterback. I didn't want to, I mean, I, I think I did say it on a, on a previous podcast where I talked about, I kind of forecasted all this. I kind of predicted all this. I said, this season for, for Trey Lance, there's a lot on the line. Because Brock Purdy already showed you what he can do. He played at a consistently high level, albeit for seven games. You know, for me personally, the book has still not been written on Brock Purdy or Trey Lance. I don't think we've seen enough from either quarterback to make an accurate determination or evaluation of who they are as quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm not going to sit here and try to anoint Brock Purdy as being the savior at the same time, I'm not going to condemn Trey Lance and call him a bust. But based off what he did last season, there's no way that Brock Purdy was going to be the backup or even compete for the number one spot. He won the number one spot last season. That's clear. That's well-defined, definitive. No argument about that. Unequivocally, undoubtedly, without a question, Brock Purdy was going to be QB1 for the 49ers coming into this season. No doubt about that at all. The conversation now became, who's going to be the backup? Who's going to be QB2? Sam Darnold for $4.5 million? Or Trey Lance, the guy that not even a year ago 
you deemed being the face of the franchise. You said it was his time. It was his turn. Jimmy Garoppolo, via con Dios, my friend. Trey Lance, it's yours now. You're the guy. And then two games played in 2022, not even two full games, five quarters, really. One game in the first quarter of the Seattle game, five quarters, one broken ankle late, later, season-ending surgery. Brock Purdy comes in, sets the world on fire, and Trey Lance is out of a job and now battling with Sam Darnold in a fraudulent, farcical, facade, sham, travesty, mockery, travesham mockery of a quarterback, backup quarterback competition. It was a joke to begin with. They knew once they brought in Sam Darnold, he's going to be the backup. Trey Lance had to be perfect. He had to play otherworldly football to even be the backup quarterback of the 49ers. They gave him an opportunity. Preseason game against the Raiders. Talked about this in the last podcast. Up and down performance. Roller coaster ride. First quarter, abysmal. Second quarter, looked better. Figured things out. But still, anticipation, not there. Uh, not, let, not trusting what he's seeing. Not seeing the entire field. Two passes that should have been picked off. One pass that should have been picked somehow ended up into the arms of Ross Dwelle for a 49er touchdown, but still, it's not even a touchdown that you can be proud of. So we're talking about an up-and-down, erratic performance from Trey Lance when he was given the opportunity to be the starting quarterback for a preseason game anyway. And I felt like in that moment, the choice was already made. Now, 49er head coach Kyle Shanahan said that the games don't carry as much weight as practice does. I'm going to evaluate Sam and Trey and make a decision in regards to the backup quarterback position based largely on what they do in practice. Not so much the games, but in practice. The daily reports coming out of Santa Clara, California, 49er practice, the daily reports from the local media said it was pretty much Trey outperforming Sam. At worst, it might be neck and neck. But the consensus that I read, that I saw anyway, was that Trey performed consistently better than Sam Darnold. And in Sam Darnold, we're talking about a quarterback that has 55 interceptions since 2018. You add about 30 fumbles on top of that. He's had injury concerns of his own. Up and down career, three teams in five years. The last game that Sam Darnold started and played in, was for the Carolina Panthers at the conclusion of last season. Sam Darnold in that game, 5 of 15, 43 yards, no touchdowns. Does it really inspire a lot of confidence among 49er fans such as myself? I look at the career body of work, and I'm not impressed. I never was impressed by Sam Darnold. I said this about him coming out of USC. He was a turnover machine in college, and... Typically, that carries over, that translates. Those bad habits, taking risks, throwing the football in the double or triple coverage, it's hard to coach someone out of that. That usually sticks with them. And Sam Darnold has been exactly that in the NFL. It's turnover machine, injury prone, underwhelming. I spoke about the game where he said I was seeing ghosts out there. That Monday night game against New England in 2000. 
either 18 or 19. He, he was awful in that game. He was the drizzling shits. I've never seen Trey Lance look that bad in a football game, and Trey has played considerably less football than Sam Darnold. Sam had about 32 starts in college at USC. He should be a lot better than what he is. He should be exponentially better than Trey Lance, a guy that's barely played football. 55 pass attempts in high school. Really only one season of college football. 420 pass attempts since high school, including the NFL. This guy's barely played quarterback in his life, and he's still either as good as you are or, in a lot of instances, better than you are. And yet and still, last Wednesday, we come to the inflection point of this entire Trey Lance saga the day before, Tuesday, when asked about the backup quarterback situation, Kyle Shanahan, head coach of the San Francisco 49ers, said it would fluctuate. He'd go back and forth. He said it could be a different guy every week. He also said, I'm not going to name a backup quarterback until before we get to week one against Pittsburgh. He didn't say when, but he said it wouldn't be for a while. Well, the very next day, he says that Sam Darnold, has now beaten out Trey Lance to be the backup quarterback for Brock Purdy in the San Francisco 49ers. When that was announced, when that report came out, Trey had gone to Kyle Shanahan's office and pretty much demanded a trade. He was devastated. He was crestfallen, melancholy, despondent, apoplectic. Pick any adjective you want to pick to describe how Trey Lance felt about losing that backup quarterback job to Sam fucking Darnold. And you know, rightfully so. I don't even begrudge him for doing this. I would have done the same thing. I would have walked into Kyle's office and said, hey, if you honestly believe that Sam Darnold is a better quarterback than me, then you know, just get me the fuck out of here then. Fuck it. Just get me out of here. Send me somewhere else. And that's pretty much what Trey Lance said and did. They gave Trey the rest of the day off that day on Wednesday. He did not practice on Wednesday of last week. The following day, on Thursday, Trey is back on the practice field. Kyle Shanahan says that Trey is going to start the preseason finale against the Los Angeles Chargers. What kind of sense does that make? You just told this guy he's not going to be the backup, but he's going to start your preseason finale. He, uh, he apparently demanded a trade from you. So if you want to trade, if you want to appease his trade request, why would you put him on the field to potentially get hurt in a meaningless throwaway football game, the third and final preseason game? You didn't play him. You barely played him at all in that second preseason game. You played about one quarter. The book on Trey Lance has always been he needs reps. He needs experience. If you were really honestly trying to develop him, why not give him more playing time, as much playing time as possible? Give him more time in that Denver game. And he played pretty well in that Denver game. He threw, a, he threw a, the game-winning touchdown pass, some lasers, some strikes in that game. Over the middle to Willie Sneed, my man Ronnie Bell out there doing work. Trey was out there showing you some growth, some development in that Denver preseason game. It's preseason. He's doing that against guys that are going to be bagging groceries or slicing meat in a deli next week. But it's still reading the defense, understanding where you're going with the football, and throwing accurate passes inside of tight windows. And he did all that in that Denver game. 
He was sloppy to begin with starting out in that game. Trey does have a bad habit of getting off to bad starts. He threw a, he threw a pick on a screen pass in that game. Uh, not the greatest starter, but once he gets acclimated, once he settles down and gets rolling, he gets comfortable, he starts figuring shit out, which is why I always said all he has to do is consistently play football. If we can just get him on the field on a week-to-week basis, give it about five or six weeks, you would see the potential of Trey Lance come to fruition. Unfortunately, we never got that. Friday, he never played that preseason game for the 49ers because earlier that day, he was traded for a fourth-round pick to, of all teams, the hated, loathed, despised, reviled, low-grade son-of-a-bitch Dallas Cowboys. Trey Lance plays for the Dallas Cowboys now. I wanted him to get traded so he can go somewhere else and get a fresh start. But Jesus Christ, not the fucking Cowboys. Oh, my God. I can't even root for him now. I want him to do well, but not, but not for those fucking cocksuckers. Not for Dallas, man. Come on. I mean, I understand they made you a good deal. A fourth-round pick was a lot better than what I was anticipating. I was thinking maybe a fifth or a sixth for Trey Lance to get a fourth. That's a come-up. That's a great deal for the 49ers. I take that. Doesn't matter who your trade partner is. But I would prefer to see him go to Denver, number one. Sean Payton, head coach, a legitimate offensive genius, a guy that really actually has developed NFL quarterbacks. Drew Brees, Taysom Hill. Sean Payton had people believing that Taysom Hill could be a competent NFL quarterback. Jameis Winston played the best football of his life with Sean Payton as the head coach and play caller. And to sit behind a proven veteran, a borderline Hall of Famer in Russell Wilson, I think Denver would have been a great landing spot for Trey Lance. Minnesota, he's from there. Well, yeah, kind of sort of from there, I guess. Played his college football in near, nearby North Dakota. Yeah, he, yeah, he did grow up in, in Minnesota. Uh, Trey could, could have gone back home, sit behind Kirk Cousins. That I think that would have been a great situation for him. Washington, Eric Bieniemy is there now. They have competent leadership. Dan Snyder is is gone. He is no longer the owner of the Washington football team, Redskins, Commanders, Degeneration X, Nation of Domination, Heart Foundation, Demolition, Steiner Brothers. They have a different ownership team now. So under competent leadership, I would have trusted Trey Lance to go play for whatever the fuck that team is called in our nation's capital. But that didn't happen. He went to their number one rival, also our number one rival, the Dallas Cowboys. You know, good luck to Trey Lance. Good luck to him, even though he's playing for Dallas. Good luck to him because none of this was his fault. It's not like he drafted himself. It's not like he selected himself. You know, it's kind of, it kind of parallels or mirrors my own life situation. I took a job about a year and a half ago in Mobile, Alabama, maintenance technician. They were paying me 28 an hour more than anybody else that was working there. And because of that, I was hated, loathed, despised, the source of jealousy and envy, a lot of bitterness coming my way. Guys, no, nobody talked to me for the first three months that I worked there. Nobody said shit to me. I tried to interject myself in the conversations. 
I got frozen out. No, nobody gave a fuck about me at this job. It took me two and a half, three months to gain respect and have people even try to talk to me because they were pissed off at me because I was making more money than them right off the bat starting out. I'm making 28. These guys are making 21. Similar to Trey Lance, it's not like Trey drafted himself. It's not like I hired myself and paid myself that amount of money. So you really can't be mad at the person in that situation. A lot of vitriol is aimed in Trey Lance's direction. I don't understand it. He didn't draft himself. If you want to be upset at somebody, if you want to aim your vitriol in somebody's direction, look no further than Kyle Shanahan, head coach of the San Francisco 49ers, the alleged genius, football savant, boy wonder, smartest guy in the room, just ask him. He never developed Trey. And to me, as an outsider, there was no real plan in place. We could talk about that 2021 plan and sitting behind Garoppolo. I already said this. I, dis I disagree with that fundamentally from the start. It should have been Trey's team from the very beginning. Really, take it all the way back to draft night. If you're going to make that decision to trade up, you need to trade up for a player. Don't trade up for a draft position. Don't trade up for a spot. Have a player in mind that you know for a fact you want to draft. Don't waffle back and forth. Don't be wishy-washy about it, which they were. Because even the night, that eve of the NFL draft in 2021, they made a phone call to Green Bay to inquire about Aaron Rodgers. They were thinking about trading that number three pick to Green Bay to try to get Aaron Rodgers. So clearly, you were not defined, assertive, confident in what you were going to do at number three in that draft. There was no conviction in whatever you were doing. You traded up for a spot. You didn't trade up for a player. That was the first mistake. The second mistake was... Taking a guy you know is going to need a considerable amount of time to develop and reach his potential. All I've heard since 2019 is that San Francisco is in win-now mode. Well, it hasn't produced anything. And if that's the case, if you feel like we need to win a Super Bowl right now because our window is closing, the veterans are getting older now, Contracts are coming up, like Nick Bosa's contract is up right now. He is yet to be re-signed. If you know the window might be shrinking and you need a quarterback to take you over the top, why would you draft a developmental quarterback from North Dakota State that you know is going to need about two or three years to really see his full potential? The decision in the first place made no fucking sense when you think about it. When you really break it down, at the time... It seemed like the ideal situation for Trey to walk into, not really. The ideal situation for Trey Lance would be a shitty football team that's struggling, that's still trying to figure things out so he can grow up with that football team. He can develop as that team develops. But you're asking a guy, a project of a quarterback, a raw quarterback, to go to a football team that's one game or two games or one quarter away from winning the Super Bowl every year, it's not going to work. And it didn't work, unfortunately. As much as people like me wanted it to work and tried to speak it into existence, it just wasn't meant to be. Not the best fit, not the ideal situation, was not properly developed. 
A year ago, he was going to be the starting quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers. As a matter of fact, he was the starting quarterback of the 49ers. He gets hurt, loses his job. Brock Purdy comes in, takes his place, and now he's gone. A year later, from QB1 to then QB3 to now a member of the Dallas Cowboys. That is fucking ridiculous. I would say spectacular. I guess it is spectacular. It's but spectacular in a bad way. It's asinine when you think about it. How do we get to this point? Did you not know who he was when you drafted him? What was your real plan to develop him? Did you give up on him prematurely? I think that's the case. Because why else would you even sign Sam Darnold in the first place for $4.5 million? You're already paying Lance a lot of money. You've already, well, you've paid him $27 million already. And you saved 940000 by trading him to Dallas. But still, if you kept him on the books for this season, you're talking about paying this guy about seven, eight, nine million million this season and Sam Darnold $4.5 million? You can do that because Brock Purdy's making the league minimum being the last pick in the draft. But still, that's a lot of money invested in backup quarterbacks. That's just not going to happen. That's not going to work. So somebody had to go, and like I said, once that decision was made to bring in Darnold, the clock was ticking on Trey Lance unless he came in and just knocked it out the park, blew everything and everybody out the water consistently in preseason. But even then, I just feel like the fix was in. I feel like Trey's time was running out once they brought in Sam Darnold. And to me, that's a damn shame. And going back to Kyle, we're talking about a guy that – has been with the 49ers for seven years and has failed to develop or bring in a legitimate franchise quarterback, year seven and counting, and the 49ers still don't have a legitimate real franchise quarterback. You didn't even bother to scout Patrick Mahomes in 2017. You didn't draft Deshaun Watson. 2018, Okay, you bring in Jimmy Garoppolo in 2017, you make him the highest paid quarterback in the NFL at that time off a five-game sample where he threw seven touchdowns and five picks. This impulsive way of trying to assemble a quarterback room for Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers hasn't worked. It's not working now. It hasn't worked before. I don't know if it's going to work in the future. We don't know where Brock Purdy is. I said this before, we don't know what we have in Brock Purdy. So for me personally, when I hear people say that Brock is the franchise quarterback, I look at those people as if they have a turd hanging out their mouth. I look at those people like they're fucking crazy. He played seven games last season. That's not a franchise quarterback. And please stop all the Joe Montana, Tom Brady comparisons. Ugh, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Seven games, and you're already calling this guy 1989 Joe Montana, 2007 Tom Brady. I guess Brock Purdy is going to throw for 52 touchdown passes this season and over 5,000 yards and win league MVP. That'd be awesome if he actually did that. Do I think it's going to happen? No. But getting back to Kyle Shanahan... And the inability to find the franchise quarterback for my beloved San Francisco 49ers, 
2019, we lose Super Bowl 54. Jimmy Garoppolo is an absolute dumpster fire in the fourth quarter of that game. An unmitigated disaster for the 49ers. He cost the 49ers that game. Let's be serious. Let's be clear. Let's be honest in what we're talking about. The quarterback failed, could not put together drives, could not put points on the board. I refuse to believe that you are going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs with only 20 points. If anybody has the audacity to blame that defense for losing that game, you don't know football. The quarterback and the offense didn't score enough points, and that goes on Jimmy and that goes on Kyle. But coming off of that Super Bowl 54 debacle, Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time. Let me say this again for the people in the back who don't understand or refuse to acknowledge reality. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady is the greatest quarterback who ever played football, and he is now available in 2019. New England decided not to re-up with him. Brady and Belichick now are going their separate ways. Tom Brady is basically a free agent. And he's from San Mateo, California. He grew up a 49er fan. He was live in attendance for the catch, for the play, for the catalyst to Camelot. The beginning of the 49er dynasty in the 80s, a young Tom Brady was there in attendance, rooting on his favorite football team. He wanted to come home and play for the 49ers so his mother and father could drive to the games just as they did when he was a child playing football in the California Bay Area. The story writes itself. The romance is there. It's simple. It's easy. It's basic. All you have to do if you're Kyle Shanahan is pick up the phone and say, Hey, Tom, I heard you had some interest in playing for the 49ers. Let's make that happen. Let's do whatever it takes, whatever is necessary to bring you in the greatest quarterback ever wants to play for your football team, and you say, nah, man, I'm good. We got Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think Tom Brady right now, based on the tape, is that much better than Jimmy Garoppolo. We just went to a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo as our quarterback. We don't need the greatest quarterback of all time. Are you out of your fucking mind that decision right there, if I'm Jed York, I might have fired Kyle Shanahan right then and there. Fuck that. I might have pulled the trigger. I might have said, you know what, Kyle? Thanks, but no thanks. Go clean your desk out and get the fuck off my property. Are you serious? You don't want to bring in Tom Brady? What happens the following season in 2020? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the team that Tom Brady signed with, wins the Super Bowl, something the 49ers have failed to do since January 29th, 1995, and counting. 29 years now, and the 49ers don't have a Super Bowl championship to show for it. But we get close every year. We almost win, but we come up short. We go to the conference championship game. Or we get to the Super Bowl, but we fail, we lose, we blow a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter of the game. 2021, before that season started, could have had Matt Stafford. All you had to do was be, a, I don't know, a stalker like Sean McVay was and follow Matt Stafford and his family all the way down to Cancun, Mexico on vacation and make it clear, make it known. 
that, hey, Matt, we need a franchise quarterback because our current quarterback is fucking dog shit. So we need a, an upgrade, a better quarterback. And the Rams did that. And you know what the Rams did in 2021? The Rams won the Super Bowl, something the 49ers haven't done since January 29th, 1995. And now here we are. The quarterback that we invested so much into is now gone, a member of the Dallas Cowboys. And now the 49ers' hopes and dreams rest upon Mr. Irrelevant off a seven-game sample and Sam Darnold. Seeing ghosts, sixth sense, I see dead people, Sam Darnold. That's a lot. That's just, that's inexcusable. The whole thing is inexcusable. The whole thing has been botched. Going back to last week, Shanahan and Lynch both being gutless cowards, spineless, a, a complete lack of testicular fortitude, not facing the media on Wednesday when that decision, when that news came out that we're not going to have Trey Lance be our backup quarterback. They can't even face the media. They had Fred Warner, your middle linebacker. Why the fuck is your middle linebacker answering questions about the quarterback situation? Where's the head coach? Where's the GM at? Where is the faces of the franchise, the 49er brass? What's up? Where you guys at? Stand up and answer questions. Be accountable. Be men about the situation. If you're going to do that, then do it and then answer for it. That was a joke. The whole, like I said, the whole fraudulent sham quarterback competition between Sam and Trey that never really existed in the first place was a joke. And... You got a pocket. You got a lot of 49er fans out there that hear me talk this way or hear other people talk this way and say, well, how can you say that? How can you advocate for Kyle Shanahan being fired or whatever? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying a conversation needs to take place. I'm saying that maybe Jed, Jed York, the owner of the 49ers, should call Kyle and John into his office and say, what the fuck is going on? I'll give you guys credit. You built a pretty good roster, a top five or top 10 roster in the NFL. I will say this, though, for this season, it's very top heavy. You can look at it on paper and say, well, the 49ers have eight of the top 100 players in the NFL right now. Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, Nick Bosa, Trent Williams, Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, and my man Talanoa Hafunga. You got eight dudes on this roster, top 100. Now, as far as depth is concerned, you start talking about the backup, second and third string guys. You start talking about that offensive line. That certainly leaves a lot to be desired. Now, we could cover up some of those roster deficiencies, offensive line. We can cover some of that shit up if we have a better quarterback, if we have a legitimate, real, true, honest franchise quarterback. What? Kyle Shanahan has failed to do in seven years. And when 49er fans hear me talk this way, they say, what the fuck is wrong with you? How can you talk about Kyle Shanahan that way? Who do you think is better? Do you want to go back in time to Chip Kelly and Jim Tom Sula? No, but we haven't won anything yet. So why can't he be questioned? Why can't Kyle Shanahan be criticized? Why can't people lament about the overall performance? 52 and 46 yeah, three good seasons where you almost won, but you didn't. And you choked and failed and blew 10-point leads in multiple big-time championship situations. Your entire career, you must have PTSD from blowing big double-digit leads 
in Super Bowls, in conference championship games. Remember, Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons in Super Bowl 51, where they blew a 28-3 lead. He was the guy calling plays and watching that shit happen. I don't know why so many 49er fans act as if you can't call out Kyle Shanahan. We're not talking about Bill Belichick here, somebody that has six Super Bowl championships on their resume. We're not talking about Andy Reid. We're not talking about Mike Tomlin or Sean Payton or Pete Carroll. What do all those coaches have in common? They actually won the fucking Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan hasn't done that yet. So I don't understand why so many 49er fans act as if he's beyond reproach. And the way this quarterback situation, the way the Trey Lance situation has been mishandled and bungled in three years is unconscionable. And somebody has to answer for this. He's lucky. Kyle and John are both lucky that Brock Purdy came out of nowhere and lifted this football team up last season and allowed this football team to reach the conference championship game for the third time in four years. They're lucky they stumbled upon Brock Purdy. I'm not even going to give Kyle credit for that. I ask the question all the time, what quarterback has Kyle Shanahan ever really developed? Don't tell me Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan was already good when Kyle took over as the OC in Atlanta. Don't tell me about Brock Purdy either. Brock Purdy was the last pick in the draft. You got lucky on him. Jimmy Garoppolo never got better. Trey Lance never got better. Nick Mullins, C.J. Beathard, shut the hell up. What quarterback did Kyle Shanahan ever truly develop? Answer me that question. Matt Schaub, a long time ago in Houston? What are we talking about here? You could have had Tom Brady. You could have had Matt Stafford. You could have drafted Patrick Mahomes. You could have drafted Deshaun Watson. Instead of doing any of those things, now you're stuck with the literal last pick in the NFL draft, Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy. And your hopes and dreams, the future of the franchise, this season anyway, is dependent on a guy who had seven good games last season. Eight career starts and seven good games last season and now the 49er fortune is resting in the palm of his hands as Bra- as as the late great Bray Wyatt might say Brock Purdy has the whole world in his hands right now as far as the 49ers are concerned and Kyle Shanahan better hope that Brock Purdy can replicate what he did for a seven game sample last season or else there's going to be a lot more people besides myself asking questions about Kyle Shanahan and his job security. At the very least, we got to take a look at Kyle's input as far as player personnel is concerned. I mean, look at, I mean, it's not even like Trey is the only swing and miss that Kyle had. You're talking about Joe Williams in the third round. You talk about Javon Kinlaw, another first round failure. You talk about Mike McGlinchey. Ugh. Mike McStinky, the abominable Mike McGlinchey. That was a Kyle Shanahan pick. Dante Pettis, remember him? That was also a Kyle Shanahan pick. Jalen Hurd is currently retired from pro football and never even played in a regular season game for the 49ers. He was always hurt, but that was a Kyle Shanahan pick. So they're lucky they get they're lucky they get lucky in later rounds, in rounds four through seven, because one through three throughout this whole 
Shanahan Lynch regime has been a complete failure. Never was good outside of Nick Bosa, and that was an easy pick. I mean, Kyler Murray went number one to Arizona, number two was San Francisco that season. Nick Bosa was the best player in that draft anyway. So you'd have to be a fucking idiot to not select Nick Bosa. So I don't even give them credit for that. Uh, Debo Samuel, second-round pick. Okay, that's obviously a home run. Brandon Ayuk, that's the second. They got two right, two good first-round draft picks. Brandon Ayuk and Nick Bosa. But you start talking about Javon Kinlaw, and unfortunately, it hurts me to say it, but Trey Lance, it didn't work. He's not even here anymore. Three seasons, four starts, not a whole lot of production. The, the Houston game in 2021 is the, the bright and shining moment for Trey Lance as quarterback of the 49ers. And you know what? We needed that game, too, because Jimmy Garoppolo had thrown the season away almost in that Thursday night game against Tennessee. I'm convinced he was point-shaving in that game. He was completely and utterly disastrous in that Thursday night game against Tennessee. We needed to beat Houston. And remember, Houston had the – a top 15 pass defense, and they had just beaten the Chargers and shut down Justin Herbert. All right, a lot of people try to downplay that Houston game and take that off of Trey's resume. No, that that win stays on the resume. We needed that win, and Trey Lance was awesome in that football game against the Houston Texans. And he showed you in that second half, there's something here, there's something there, if it's developed, if somebody takes the time to invest into it. We can make this into something. He showed you that in the second half against the Houston Texans. But we're not talking about a complete body of work. With Trey Lance and the 49ers, we're talking about what could have been. We're talking about a missed opportunity. And that falls at the feet of the head coach, Kyle Shanahan. In summary, I think it sucks. I think it's a terrible situation. I feel bad for Trey. It's not his fault that he was drafted into a bad situation, even though it's a good football team. It's a team, a locker room, a fan base that was not ready to accept a young project developmental quarterback, and it was a bad situation for him and the team and everybody involved. It just didn't make a whole lot of sense to do it in the first place, and unfortunately, Trey has to Trey is the one that has to bear the criticism. Kyle Shanahan kind of gets a pass, unfortunately. And I don't like that at all. But Trey is the one that's being called the worst draft pick of all time, the biggest bust in 49er history, a failure, a dud, a loser. He sucks. He's not this. He's not that. That's what you hear about Trey Lance right now, and that's unfortunate. However, the good thing is at 23 – his book is still not written. He can still resurrect his career. He can still make something out of himself. I think he works hard enough. I think he takes initiative. I think he studies the playbook. I think he cares. I think it really matters to Trey Lance. I think he's a hardworking, good quarterback. There's something there. There's a good quarterback within him. It just needs somebody else to bring it out of him and consistently playing football on a weekly basis, but I'm not going to sit here and condemn Trey Lance and say that he sucks, he's garbage, he should retire tomorrow. I'm not going to say that. There's still hope for Trey Lance, and unfortunately, he might he might realize that potential playing for the Dallas Cowboys. If you're looking at it from Dallas's perspective, Dak Prescott was not good last season. Up and down, erratic play, turned the ball over too many times. 
going into the, the most recent draft in 2023, I was thinking to myself, all right, is Dallas going to take a, a young quarterback? Is Dallas going to select a young quarterback in this draft? Because you cannot be 100% sold on Dakota Prescott based off what you saw last season. Not only the inept, incompetent, inconsistent play, but injuries, another I word, consistently hurt, injury-prone quarterback, always dealing with something, is Dak Prescott. Cooper Rush came in last season and played better than Dak Prescott did. And in the playoffs and consecutive seasons against the 49ers, Dak Prescott has been awful, trash, garbage. Nicki Minaj ass ugly. He's not been good. So from Dallas's perspective, you had to think, you had to imagine, maybe we got to go in a different direction in about a year or two, and maybe it would behoove us to select a young quarterback in the draft. However, they don't need, at least for right now, they don't have to do that because Trey Lance is only 23. He's still pretty much a rookie anyway. He's only had four starts. Trey Lance has not even started and played a full, complete season. You got guys drafted after him that have played more football than Trey Lance. You look at every other quarterback taken in the, the first round of that 2021 draft, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, they've all played considerably more football than Trey Lance has. So the, sky, the sky's the limit. He's still a rookie in my opinion. So Dallas bringing him in for a fourth-round pick, I think it's a good move for them. I think getting a fourth-round pick in return for Trey, I think it's a win, a win-win situation from both parties involved. But it just it sucks. It hurts me to see Trey Lance go to the goddamn Cowboys. But that's sports, that's business, that's life. Kyle Shanahan, if the 49ers don't win the Super Bowl this season, I would consider you to be on the hot seats because this almost winning, being on the cusp, on the precipice of a championship, to me isn't good enough. You're the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. You need to win a Super Bowl. The clock is ticking. And based off the mismanagement and the mishandling of Trey Lance, the clock is ticking even faster now. You better hope that Brock Purdy can beat Brock Purdy from last season. You better hope that happens. If the 49ers fuck around and go 9-8, 10-7, either miss the playoffs or get beaten in the first round, that's a colossal failure. And that's on Kyle Shanahan and nobody else. And if that does happen, Kyle Shanahan should be made to answer for that. So with all of that being said, this concludes this edition of the Deion Gordon podcast. Eternally grateful, always humble, very much appreciative. Trey Lance, thank you for everything you did for the 49ers. I know it might not have been a whole lot, might not have been much, but you did some things. You did, you did your best. You tried hard. You did what you could. You put the work in. I, for one, am not going to begrudge your performance as a quarterback for the 49ers. I don't even believe it was 100% your fault. So, Trey Lance, thank you for what you did and what you tried to do. And it hurts me to say it, but good luck in Dallas. Kyle Shanahan, my friend, tread lightly like a woodpecker with a headache. Until next time, picture me rolling. I'm out. <laughs>